Good morning. It is Kale and Company live right here on 1039 FM in Concord, 1019 FM in Manchester, 1450 AM in the capital city. Great to have you along with us. And we have a great guest this morning, an outstanding guest on the program, and her name is Kate Baker Demers. And Kate, welcome to the show. Ken, I'm so happy to be here with you. Great to have you with us. Kate is the Executive Director of Children's Scholarship Fund NH. And uh, Kate, uh, tell us about the organization for those folks listening that uh, don't know about it. Oh, I'm happy to, Ken. Thanks again so much for having me here. So we run two programs in New Hampshire. We have a scholarship program for low and moderate income families so they can choose the school or homeschool that's the right fit for their kids. And we also run our state's new education freedom account program. And so we are really the epicenter of education freedom in New Hampshire. We hear from families all over the state. It's interesting, Ken, before the pandemic, it was um, families with kids who were bullied or you know below grade level or above grade level or special needs kids. It was kind of the kids who didn't fit. Um, then you know, COVID, the pandemic comes along and, and shuts down schools. That changed the entire um, education landscape in essence, right? Families really, you know, drew back the curtain. So many people started looking for education options at that point. Um, when the public schools were closed, it became, you know, delivery drivers and LNAs coming to us because their kids need a building that was open, mm-hmm. right. right? So they could go to work yeah. in person. They were those essential workers that still had to go to work and they needed a school that was open for their kids. It was medically fragile kids that need to stay home and not go into a building. Um, and our wait list at that point, when those schools were shut down, went from like 30 kids to 800 kids. Wow, wow. And so the entire dynamic changed really since the pandemic. And so we really are, the, again, that education freedom epicenter where a family who wants to do something different um, than their assigned you know, geographic school or needs something different from their child can come to us and with a scholarship, go go to a private school or homeschool, and with the Education Freedom account, they can do so much. They really can kind of customize those learning experiences yeah, for their yeah, child. It's right. so, so cool. Yeah. Now, the, the Education Freedom account is something that is relatively new. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't know the first thing about it. Sure. And uh, I know they, you know, a lot of people would like to know about it, knowing uh, the benefit that it does have. Uh, but we have to stress that uh, there's an application period for it, and yes. it's soon yeah. going to be running out for the next uh, school year. Yeah, families can apply with us on our website, and again, they can go to CSFNH, um, CSF, sorry, NewHampshire.org, or just Google Children's Scholarship Fund New Hampshire, Ken, it'll come right up. The application is open until July 15th. Um, that's our deadline mm-hmm. um, for getting this first group of kids for the fall. And, you know, I watched a mom post in a, a Facebook group about this program the other day, and she was talking about how it made it possible for her now to have her child 
taking some classes in a building in a in a local school right. taking some classes online yeah. the family was able to purchase a computer for the child to do those online classes and also some textbooks and other curriculum items that the child needed and so it put this parent really in the driver's seat the kind of the way we look at it Ken is now in education with the education freedom account the parent is in the driver's seat and we at Children's Scholarship Fund are really the guardrails, yeah. right? The guardrails and the gas, exactly. making it so yeah. the family can really, you know, drive down the road, that education road. We're helping them to, to figure out how to do it and what to do and keeping them, you know, in those, in those guardrails. And so it's been really, really exciting for the families participating and for us to be able to implement it. So... The legislature passed the Education Freedom Account bill in July. So it was only a year ago. Yeah. Sorry, the yeah. governor signed it at the end of June. Okay. Okay, in the state budget. And we were able to get the program up and running in about six weeks. That's amazing. Which was yeah. amazing. I'm not quite yeah. sure how my brain is, you know, still attached to my <laughs> body, but we got the program running so fast because again, it was urgent, right? At the time, families sure. were clamoring oh, for, for assistance. And what the Education Freedom Account is, Ken, is actually the state portion of the child's education funding now following that child. And if the family says, I don't want to attend my local geographic assigned school, yep. I want to do something different, give me my child's education funding and I will direct it and tell you where to pay. And we use a digital platform that makes it possible. Of course, technology, right, these days makes these kinds of innovative oh, yeah. ideas right. possible. We have this digital wallet platform. The family says, put my money there, and then they pay different providers, tutors for materials, curriculum, pencils, notebooks. It's everything you can imagine um, to create these learning experiences for their children that are totally original. I mean, 2020-style yeah. education. <laughs> exactly. Now, 2022-style right. education. It, it, I'm, I'm yeah. stuck in the time warp right. there. Right, right. But, uh, you know, was this even a thought uh, before COVID? I, I don't. I think, you know, people thought about school choice in general, right, and realized that not every kid fits in every building, right? We already knew that right. one size yeah. doesn't fit all. That's not a talking point. That's real, right? You are, We already know that different kids need education opportunities, particularly, again, the families we serve, right, are low and moderate income. So, Ken, here's an example, right? If you are a wealthy person and your child is bullied in a school, you can do something about it, right? right? You can mm -hmm. go take your kid, pull them out, and move them to a school where they're not going to be bullied, right? And so low-income families don't have that same type of, of ability, right? And so initially doing this work just levels the playing field kind of right out of the gate like that. It says we're going to make these low- and moderate-income families at least have the power that a wealthy family could do if they're in an emergency, right? And then beyond that, during the pandemic, again, people had totally different needs. I've never seen so much movement is the best I can describe in the education space as I did in, during that time. And it was really an emergency. I mean, when you have to go to work every day, you're an LNA or your delivery driver, you have to go to work every day, but your child's school is closed and you have nowhere for them to go. It's an emergency because if they don't go somewhere, you can't go to work. And if you can't go to work, you don't yeah. have food and shelter. And, and so that was a disaster. So it, it was a disaster in education. And there was so much change and outrage 
for the things that were closed and not open and how they, you know, again, remote learning didn't work for so many children. And, right. you know, I just described yeah. this mom using an online course for her child now mm-hmm. by choice is kind of different than forced yeah, into doing exactly. things online. Yeah. You know, so many little kids, it didn't work for them. Right. And so, yes, I think that the pandemic changed the, the way everyone, you know what, it, it was almost as if. So I had been running this scholarship program for eight years already at that point, okay? Okay. When the pandemic happened, finally everyone understood why, Ken. When I said to them, this is what I do, I make it possible for families to go to different schools or get tutors or customize their education for their child based on their unique needs, people said, now we get it. Yes, and that's really where the education freedom account came from. And you said it just just exploded. Uh, <laughs> yes, during the pandemic. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because families just looked at things totally different now, or it became an urgent situation for them. I think sometimes people don't make changes in their life, right, or their child's education. Again, it's such an important piece of your child's growth. When something happens, it becomes urgent, right? And you need to do something about it. And really those families drove this education freedom account into being. And thank goodness they did, right? Because remember, I had a wait list of about 800 children that I couldn't help. And I don't like that, Ken. Right. I like no, to help people. That's no. why I'm in this business. Exactly. And uh, well, you've helped. Well, I, I'm looking at your website right now. And since the 2016-17 school year, CSF uh, New Hampshire has awarded scholarships worth almost six million dollars yeah i'm decent at fundraising ken so the the way that yeah the the way the scholarships work actually so the legislature created that program also in 2012 they passed what's called an education tax credit so a business or an individual that makes a donation to us if they tell department of revenue in advance with Mm. this application then we can offer them a tax credit which is a minus against what they pay us. And the legislature did that at the time to create, again, opportunities for low and moderate income families so they could have this power to choose a private school or homeschool based on their needs. Um, and that's been, as you can see, you know, successful and growing since the beginning. I guess so. Well, we have a lot more to cover with uh, Kate Baker Demers. She is the executive director, Children's Scholarship Fund, New Hampshire. And uh, we will tell you a whole lot more coming up right here. It's Kale and Company Live, 1450 AM, WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region. 101.9 FM, the signal that booms into downtown Manchester and beyond. And around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. It's Kale and Company live every morning, 8 to 9, right here on 1450 AM WKXL. The signal that's been around now for 76 plus years, even longer than me. Uh, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and around the clock streaming wherever you may be at nhtalkradio.com. Great guest this morning, Kate Baker Demers, the Executive Director of Children's Scholarship Fund, New Hampshire. We talked in the first segment about the education freedom accounts, and uh, they're available to all parents, correct? You do have to meet the income limit. Okay. So, you know, right. for low and moderate income families, mm-hmm. Ken, and okay. it's, it's the same money that state 
piece of education funding that would go to your public school if you're enrolled in a public uh-huh, school yep. or go to a charter school if you're enrolled in a charter school. And now if you want to do something different than those mm-hmm. things, you can say to us, you know, to the state through us, I want the money to go into my digital wallet for my child so I can direct it. So, yes, the Education Freedom Account, the application is open now. Again, our website is CSF newhampshire.org and families can find out about it there it's that piece of your child's state education funding now being directed by you the parent and you can really customize and create learning experiences that are unique for your child Um, i i mentioned on the segment before but i can't help but tell you again because a family i just watched them post on facebook about what they were using their education freedom account for Ken, and they were choosing an online class for some subjects, classes in a building for another subject. They used it to buy some textbooks, curriculum, school supplies, and a laptop for the child to do those online classes. And I can't help but think how not only, you know, in my mind I say this is the future, right? It's almost like education finally caught up to where we are in in our society where you know you can learn anywhere right when you and i want to learn something we don't necessarily go to a building to do it right we might pop on our phone or our computer and look something up and so it's making it so in essence i think education is is kind of catching up to you know where technology is in in our world so so it's really exciting for families to have this opportunity for sure and again we also offer scholarships to families and have been doing that for a decade and like you mentioned we've helped you know thousands of kids to be able to go to you know a private school in their neighborhood Montessori Waldorf school it's really yeah. anything you can think of can any exactly, education yeah. opportunity that you can think of at this point we're helping families to be able to access that it's really like 400 or more education providers in New Hampshire now does the amount of money vary uh, depending on your location in the state and also depending on your income level. So that state education funding piece is actually a flat rate okay. that just goes to every kid in New Hampshire. Okay, it's the same thing. And so yep. it, it varies a little bit because they call it base aid and differentiated aid. And again, education funding in New Hampshire is a whole thing we could talk about for another 12-week show series, yeah. <laughs> right? But for exactly. now, the way I'll just explain it basic is it's a base plus some different buckets of money that you can get access to if you have differentiated aid characteristics, like low-income families get a little more money. If you have special needs, you get a little more money. If you're an English language learner, you get a little more money, but they're all flat amounts. But and the so, location in the state has no No, it doesn't, it. because what you're thinking about there, Ken, in education funding is most of the state, the education money is local, mm-hmm. and you're right, and this program doesn't touch any of that local money. Okay. This is just that piece of state money that goes to every child in the state anyway that now the family can have access to. So the local money just stays in your town, you know, doesn't doesn't go anywhere. This is that state portion of the education money. So it's it's a little hard to conceptualize. So, I mean, for me, I just think of it like in New Hampshire, you know, we want every child to be educated. And so this is a way to make sure that if a child is in or out of a building and doesn't really matter what building they're in, they get that adequate education money so that they can have those opportunities. Now, now prior uh, to the education freedom accounts, yeah. uh, where did that money go? It would be just sitting there, right? The state money would go to the – if you went to a public school, it would yeah. go there. If you switched to a different public school, it would go to your different town. Yeah. And so it would have been sitting in the education trust fund. 
And what if someone, I mean, prior to the education freedom accounts, yeah. uh, wanted that chunk of money? Would, would that be ever available to they them? They could or only not? access it by going to a public school in any town, right? Yeah. You could move towns and the money would follow you there, right. or to a charter school. It would okay. follow you there, but that was it. That yeah. was all you yeah. could do before this. Now, again, frankly, a whole new world, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really been yeah. amazing. And the fun part is so because people say people say all over the state too that that state funding money isn't enough and we see that also in this program mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. we also can give a family our scholarships again we've been offering scholarships for about a decade in right. new hampshire to families we also can give a family that gets the education freedom account and needs a little more help a scholarship also we created an application when the Education Freedom Account passed that integrated our scholarship application and that application at the same time. So families can go to our website, again, csfnewhampshire.org, and go to the apply page, Ken, and apply for both programs at the same time. Yeah. And, and if someone's interested in this, they should go there now because the deadline for applying is July 15th, so it's coming right up. And it so, is. Just so a they should over get, a week away. They should get on there and do our application now if they have any inclination that they might want to do sure. something different for their child in the fall. And, Now's really the time. And who wouldn't at least want to find out a little bit more about it. Fair enough. I mean, even if you don't explore it uh, completely, uh, you want to find out a little bit more, uh, that would be the place to go, csfnh.org, and uh, you can apply there. Uh, On your website, you say uh, parents are a child's primary educators. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we think of ourselves um, really as the guardrails, right? So, the, this whole our whole mindset is education freedom should be the norm, right? Not an unusual circumstance. It shouldn't just be wealthy people that have the ability to do what they need to do for their children. Everyone should be able to do that, right? We don't agree that you should have to be assigned geographically, right? The fact that we assigned children geographically to schools never really made sense to me anyway, right. Ken. I always kind of yeah. wondered, like, how does that make sense, right? When you go to... A grocery store, you're like, I'm going to Whole Foods or Walmart or, you know, I'm going to Market Basket or I'm going to, right? There's choices in every area of our lives. For some reason in K-12 to education, it's like, no, you just go there, right? I always thought that was strange anyway. So in essence, you know, we're like the education freedom hub where if you're a family who's saying, I want to do something different for my child, whether it's, you know, access a local private school that I know has a smaller class size and I know has a, you know, maybe a little bit more structure than the school my child is in. I I want something that is, you know, alternative ed, like a Montessori school or a Waldorf school. Those types of options now are accessible to families. Um, We also have families using the education freedom account and our scholarship to choose a different district public school. So you live in one district, but you want to go into the neighboring district. Maybe they have a specialized program that interests you. The the school there is a STEM-focused school, and you're like, if I go to the next town over, I get science tech focus, and that's what my child is interested in. So families can also choose an out-of-district public school with this money. And again, you could choose the out-of-district public school for two classes, Ken, yeah, it, and then do an online class. Right. And so it, this is a whole and, new and, world. And, so yes, get a computer along with to, it. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to parents, 
I mean, especially, you know, since the pandemic, now this, you know, everyone is thinking about education now. Parents really did realize, you know, what their children needed, I think, in many ways through having them at home with them and seeing what they were doing. That caused an entire wave of families who now um, have an interest in doing something that's that's not just being assigned to their neighborhood building. And in turn, you know, we're seeing that interest rise um, incredibly. Now, when you were giving scholarships prior to the Education Freedom Account, yeah. where did that money come from? So before the Education Freedom Account, the legislature, we were running a program that the legislature created in 2012 called an Education Tax Credit Program. So a business or individual can make a donation to us, a Children's Scholarship Fund. They tell Department of Revenue first, we're going to donate to the organization. And then when they do that, we can offer them a tax credit. And a tax credit is a minus against your tax that you would otherwise pay. And so it's a good incentive for people to donate to us. I mean, they want to donate anyway because they know it helps kids in their community. People like knowing that their tax like that is going right to education. And so that's been really exciting, running that program too. Well, you have uh, opened the eyes of a lot of people, I'm sure, uh, this morning. Uh, Kate, in a very brief period of time, uh, we would love to have you back. Don't forget now, the uh, enrollment period ends July the 15th. Just go to csfnh.org. Yep, or just put Children's Scholarship Fund New Hampshire and in Google, Ken, and we come right up. all you have to do. And uh, Kate Baker Demers, Demers, the Executive Director of the Children's Scholarship Fund NH, a delight having you with us. You should have a show of your own. <laughs> Thank and, you. And, and someday uh, we will have you back, and we'll talk about your exploits with Seth Myers. You're right, in at high school. West High School <laughs> at Man- in Manchester. Thank but, you. Uh, Kate, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much for having me, Ken. Kale & Company continues. We're live on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 1019 FM in Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back.